Welcome to episode 220 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of What, When, Why, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jenstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. That's right, I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands, and it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, and so many more. Think like 100 brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, you search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order so you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes all the time with none of the waste. Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. 
I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumer consumers from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode 220 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. How are you today, Jen? I am cranky. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I have got to tell you what just has been happening over the past few days that is kind of unbelievable and infuriating and like, you're going to be like, what? 
And it has to do with Amazon and Fast Feast Repeat. Can I guess? You can guess, but you're going to be wrong. I mean, you're going to be a little right, but a little wrong. <laughs> I, I guarantee you're going to be on the right t- the right track. What do you think it is? Something with how they're selling it. Yes. Something with the listing. Oh, did they put it in the wrong category? No. Did they change the title? No. It, it has to do with the copycat books that are out there. Mm-hmm. Are those ranking higher? No, 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 not even that. For people who don't know, if I go way back, if you've been listening for a long time, you'll remember, as Melanie will, how delayed on deny. Are they selling the copycats as your real thing? Yes. And let me explain. It is wacko. If you remember back in, I think it was 2018, I got an email, or actually it was like a Facebook messenger from somebody I didn't know. And they're like, hey, I am an author on Amazon, and my book has been counterfeited, and people are selling it, and your book is also being sold by the same counterfeiter that's selling mine, so you may want to check and see if yours is legit. Well, turns out, to make a long story short, it was a counterfeit version, had a different font, it had different typos. They had been selling a counterfeit version in the buy box on Amazon through third-party sellers for months. We finally got that taken care of, but I didn't know it could happen because, you know, When you go to Amazon and you buy something and you click buy now, you don't pay attention where it's coming from. You're on Amazon. You're on the main listing for whatever it is, whether it's bug spray or a book. You just click add to cart. You buy it. Well, they changed something in 2018, say that anybody could get the buy box if theirs is the cheapest. It's to protect the consumer because you're going to get the best deal. It might not be Amazon selling it. It might be Larry's House of Books, for example selling a copy for cheaper than Amazon. They want you to get the best price. Well, Larry's House of Books might have some counterfeits. That's the problem. And that was what was happening with mine. It wasn't Larry's House of Books, but it was these other third-party sellers. I just made up Larry's House of Books. If it really exists, I'm sorry, Larry. (laughs) Anyway, my book had been counterfeited for months. Well, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to go with a traditional publisher for Fast Feast Repeat which I did, and we haven't seen any counterfeits of it. But what they're doing now is copycats. If you go to Amazon and search for Fast Feast Repeat, there's like this crazy several, like probably multiple blank books. You could go and you could like self-publish a blank book called What When Wine, and it could have nothing in it but blank pages, but it's called What When Wine. And it might be by Melanie Avalano. (laughs) Oh, I see. So like there's Fast Feast Repeat by like, Jenna Stefano. Okay, listeners, look this up. There's like 20 million. <laughs> they're all fake, but they're not even real books. But they they copy the title a little bit. They, they copy the way it looks. So what happens if you buy them? You get a copy of a blank book. Okay, but you know, you really, it's not illegal to use someone else's title because titles can't be copyrighted or trademarked unless they're in a series like Chicken Soup for the Soul. Like for Delayed on Deny, I was able to trademark that because they had a series of books. Delayed on Deny, Feast Without Fear has Delayed on Deny in the title, and then even Fast Feast Repeat has Delayed on Deny in the title. It's a series. It's trademarked. But Fast Feast Repeat is not trademarked. So here's the thing that was alarming. I got a message from somebody who's like, hey, I was showing your book to you know, somebody that I'm telling them to buy it. And I clicked on the listing for it. And then we looked at the Kindle version. Then we looked at the Audible version. Then we clicked back to paperback and it went to the fake one. So when you were in the real listing, 
the real listing for Fast Feast Repeat, if you clicked away from the paperback for a minute and went to Audible and then clicked to Kindle or whatever and clicked back to paperback, it was the fake one was in the real listing, the fake cover, the fake name of it. Like it, you would get the fake one. And here's what's so infuriating. You know, you can look and see how many copies a book is selling. The fake version of Fast Feast Repeat was ranked number 26,000 out of all books on Amazon, which means a lot of people were buying it. A lot of people over the past week have bought the fake cookbook blank book version when they were actually in my real listing. Can you believe it? It like somehow got merged. The fake one got merged with the real one. And so I like was like, emergency to my publisher. And they first didn't understand what I was telling them. They just thought I was talk- complaining about the fake one. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm complaining because the fake one is in the real listing. I mean, it was the fake cover. It popped over to the fake cover when you would click on it. It seems to be fixed today. But as of yesterday, it was still going to the wrong one if you clicked away from it. Can you believe the nerve of of these criminals? I mean, how did they get it merged with the real one? Yeah. How did they? I don't know. They are so crafty. Did you talk to Amazon at all? No, I did not. I put it in the hands of my publisher because that's who, you know, they have a department and a legal team, but they have to go through it, through the whole, you know, the right department, but finding the right department. But it looks like they have fixed it. But I have, it just made me want to throw up. Because also, think about someone who has like ordered the book thinking they're getting Fast Feast Repeat, and then this nonsense shows up. Like, can you see it's like not even by Jen Stevens, it's by some name that's close to mine. One of them was by Stephen Jen or something like that. That's crazy. It is crazy, and it is absolutely infuriating. And so then, you know, the next thing that'll probably happen is people will start leaving one-star reviews for Fast Feast Repeat saying, I got a blank book. This book is garbage. Yeah. That'll probably happen next. Don't buy this. It's fake. But no, they're like piggybacking on the main listing. So y'all, please don't do that. If you ever get a counterfeit book, please do not leave a review on the real book because it shows up as a, even though you got the counterfeit book, it actually affects and hurts the real book. Because that's what happened with Delay Don't Deny after the counterfeit came out. People who thought they were helping, they're like, I ordered and I got a fake one. One star, don't recommend. I'm like, no, 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 stop doing that. (laughs) You're giving Delay Don't Deny one star reviews, not the fake one. Oh, my goodness. This book is counterfeit. No. (laughs) It's the seller that's the problem. Right. Anyway, why can't people just like find a different hobby than like, faking other people's books and stealing from people yeah if they put all of their you know creativity to good yeah because they're clearly have skills they got skills but the people are buying it that's the thing because it's ranking so high i mean twenty six thousand may not sound high but it is well when you think about how many books there are in the world it's pretty high yeah, that's when I really got my my publisher's attention. I'm like, do you notice that it's ranked 26,000, which means that people are buying it? They're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> they're thinking they're getting the real one and they're not. Oh, my God. Anyway, I just had to share that story. So listeners, if you get the fake one, return it to Amazon and <laughs> get the real one. Yeah. Story number one of why Jen does not buy supplements on Amazon anymore. If it's that hard to buy a book. <laughs> That stuff you're putting in your body right, makes you a little bit nervous. Well, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to put it out to the universe that that does not happen again. Seems like it was dealt with faster this time around than last time, maybe. No, well, it, it took a little longer. Usually when I would have the well, I figured out a way to deal with the counterfeits personally where I didn't even have to involve Amazon and it worked really well. I'm not going to tell what it was. <laughs> My secret way of dealing with the counterfeits. And basically I assumed that sounds oh gosh. I assumed that the third-party sellers were also victims of of a counterfeit and didn't know. Like I approached them as of that. They always took it down when I approached them that way. But you had to do a test buy. So like, I've done so many test buys of delayed on deny because I know when they're fake. I can, if you hold, if I hold it in my hand, I know there's certain things to look for with the font and with the typos. And there's so many versions of the fake one. I mean, it's like remarkable. The 2018 fake one cycled back through earlier this year. But the third-party sellers, either whether they know or not, they pretend like they didn't know. And they're like, I'm so shocked. I would never sell a counterfeit. And they take it right down after I do my test buy and contact them. After I said I wasn't going to tell my secrets, I'm telling my secrets. But I have to look at it like all the time. Yeah. Wow. And I, I know when one is counterfeit because of the number of copies they have available. And I could just tell. Good times. <laughs> yeah. It is not easy. Trying to just do a legitimate job. <laughs> I know. That's how you know you've made it, I guess. Well, at least there's not a fake podcast, intermittent fasting. That's what I was just thinking about. I was like, wow. But that would be really hard to do. <laughs> what if they had somehow gotten it so that when people thought they were downloading intermittent fasting podcasts through the real listing, they got like some... Oh, my goodness. Like something else. Fake people. Yeah. Oh, that would be really upsetting. Man, if that happened to my show, I would, my Melanie Avalon, I would cry. It just, it feels so out of control because we trust these big companies. Like, like we need Amazon to protect everyone who's selling things. And it doesn't just happen to books. It happens to people who are selling any product on Amazon. The counterfeiters are, and the, the scammers are so crafty. My dream it would be for Amazon to contact me and say, I want you to be on our team helping us solve this problem because I have so many ideas about how they could, you know, they could just put some little cross checks in place and things and it's fixable. They could fix it. Well, maybe somebody who works for Amazon is listening. <laughs> Send us an email to questions at ipodcast.com. I would love to help them solve the problem, not just for me, but if it's happening to me, how many people is it happening to? So what's up with you? I had that interview with Dr. John Jaquish. The guy I was talking about who I read the book, Weightlifting is a Waste of Time. And it's really revolutionized my ideas about exercise. And I really want to start using his system, which I should because it is sitting in my apartment. <laughs> the long story short, and listeners, you're going to have to listen to the episode because it was so, so good. The long story short is that I guess with normal weightlifting, we are limited by our range of motion. So like, we're limited by the weakest part of our muscle when we're doing like a certain movement. I mean, I don't do weightlifting. When you're picking up something or a certain movement, the bend or the point where you have the weakest potential, that limits your entire movement. And so you can't get the maximum stimulus of your muscle. So he has like a resistant band system that apparently gets rid of all of those issues. And you only have to do it like 10 minutes is the entire thing a few days a week. We talked about this, I think, last time. He talks all about how exercise science is just, a lot of it's just incorrect. 
So I'm, I'm really excited. And now I have a link for them if listeners want to get the system themselves. So I wanted to put that out there. It's melanieavalon.com slash X3. And then the coupon code save 50, I think gets you $50 off, but I'm going to start using it. Like I feel like brands and people send me stuff a lot and it kind of just takes me until I actually interview them or sit down and do the research. And then I'm like, okay, I really want to start using this. So I'm excited. I might actually start using it. That's the biggest thing. Do you want to jump into fasting stuff? Yes, let's do. <laughs> We're all about everything today. <laughs> Consumer advice, <laughs> exercise. I have one more one more fun thing. So when I do my one meal a day at night, every night, it's about, it's usually two to four hours. And I actually read during it. I know they say you're not supposed to, like when you eat, you know, you're not supposed to be reading or whatever. They say a lot of things. I know. Like, it's my me time and it's my book reading time and it's my research time. And I, and it feels so good to just like, I don't know, read and research and eat. It's just fabulous. In any case, I usually start the beginning of my one meal day reading like the books that I need to be reading and taking notes and all of that. And then I sort of transition into the random stuff that I want to research that's more casual. Fun fact. Do you know why cheddar cheese is orange? Hmm. Why is it orange? I don't know. Is it something that the cows are eating? Yeah. So. Is that right? Sort of. Not really. Yes. A little bit. (laughs) So, because I was researching cheeses and like all the additives and I was like, why is cheddar cheese orange? I want to make my own cheddar cheese. Okay. So originally. Well, not all cheddar is orange. There's white cheddar. Yeah. So, okay. So originally like back in the day when they were making it, the milk that was often used to make cheddar cheese was the milk that was really high in beta carotene. Like, so that the cows that were eating grass. See, that's what I thought. Yeah. And so like back in the day, the quality of the grass created the beta carotene color in the cheese. And so they wanted cheese that was like more orange because it meant there was more vitamin A or beta carotene. Now that is no longer the case. So all of the cheddar cheese that you see at the, at the store, it's an additive, which I was like, that kind of blew my mind. So I was like, I'm going to make my own cheddar cheese. So then I Googled how to make it. Jen, it's the most complicated thing I think I've ever read. I didn't even finish reading. I was like, I, I can't do this. No. Now there's certain types of quick cheeses you can make. I actually have a a book. Cottage cheese. Well, not not only cottage cheese. I have a whole book about cheese making that, like quick cheese making, I can't remember the name of it, but Somebody in one of my groups one time was like, Jen, you would love this. So I bought the book and put it on the shelf (laughs) and I haven't made any. Well, I will say, so it's kind of like, remember in Harry Potter when they were trying to make the potions, listeners just Google how to make cheddar cheese. It's like, you have to like heat it to these very specific temperatures and then like move it around and like add things. And then like, I couldn't even finish reading. I was like, I can't. And then I skipped to the bottom and it was like, something to the effect of like, that wasn't too hard, was it? <laughs> like, I'm not, I can't do it. <laughs> hey, I can mill wheat into flour and make bread. That's good enough. And then I'll just buy some cheese. But I'm so proud that I was right that it was what the cows were eating. I mean, that's just like how, you know, that's why flamingos are pink, for example, based on what they're eating. And that's why salmon back in the day was that orange color. Well, it's still, it's still from what they're eating. It's just, it's fed into them. So... Okay. Very good. Yeah, I'm not going to make cheese. (laughs) I'm going to make cottage cheese and I'll report back. It seems very approachable. Okay. 
Well, let me know. And then maybe I'll pull that book off the shelf. Because I want fat-free cottage cheese. And it's you can really only do that if you make it yourself. If you don't want all the crazy stuff they add. The additives. Dairy is tricky. Dairy is one of the hardest things, not having a Whole Foods. Trying to find good organic everything, not easy. Here in Augusta, that is. <laughs> it's probably super easy in Atlanta. It is easier, for sure. Hi, friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold control. Contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, <laughs> drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee and use the coupon code MELANIEAVALON to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit. But sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. All right. Well, on that note, books and cheese and... 
now we can jump into everything. So we have a question from Jennifer. So Jennifer says, good morning. I just started IF 24 one meal a day two weeks ago. My pants are already looser and the scale shows down between seven to 10 pounds. I still struggle with hunger during the weekdays at work. I think mostly because I despise my job. So the days drag and I daydream about food to distract myself. Being so unhappy and bored at work does make fasting more difficult, in my opinion. Food was always something I looked forward to daily since I dread going to work every day. Now I am binge listening to the podcast all day to keep me motivated to stay with my fasting schedule. I'm on episode 93 as of this morning. I do work a second job weekends and one weeknight, and I love that job. Tonight, since I have to work immediately after my day job, I will be attempting a 45-hour fast I close my window at 9 p.m. Tuesday and I will open it at 6 p.m. Thursday. Wish me luck. Anyway, my question is about, what did you say, Jen? Gluc- well, I always say glucomannan. That could be wrong. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say it out loud. So listeners, we might be saying it wrong. Glucomannan is how I think it's said, but who knows? So my question is about glucomannan supplements. In my previous life as a calorie counter, I tried taking glucomannan to try and trick my stomach into feeling full and eating less. It didn't work for me well because I didn't necessarily eat when hungry. I just ate whenever, often when stressed and as a reward for having to deal with this terrible job. However, now I apparently have a very active migrating motor complex as my stomach growls and I feel queasy often throughout the day. I thought maybe this supplement would help with that. Thoughts? Would it break my fast? Thank you both for your books, your time, your podcast, and your passion, and for sharing it with the world. I do believe that you are well on your way to changing the world. Have a great day, Jennifer. P.S. Yes, (laughs) I was going to say this. She said, yes, I am actively looking for a job I love. Wish me luck. I'm sending you so much luck, Jennifer. Wishes for luck. I hadn't read her P.S. the first time through, and the first thing I was going to say was maybe look for a new job. But so wishing you luck, Jennifer. All right. I have a lot of things to to pop in about this, Jennifer. First of all, I want to say you're only two weeks in, so your body is still adjusting. So that is why you're having trouble right now. You're not yet adapted to the clean fast. Now, during the adjustment period, if you feel shaky or queasy, we want you to go ahead and eat because that you know that you don't want to feel queasy and shaky. And you won't feel that way when your body is adjusted to fasting. Also, make sure you're fasting clean. Because people who are, I mean, you probably are if you've been listening to our podcast, but just really double check that you're only having black coffee, plain tea, nothing added at all, plain water, no fruit added in there, nothing for flavor, no flavored anything, don't have flavored coffee. Make sure you're not doing any of those little things because that could actually make you feel worse and, and you don't realize it if you're not fasting clean. Let's talk about the glucomannan. That would be a no. We don't want to try to trick our stomach. You don't need to do that. First of all, you don't want to add things into your digestive system that are bulky, like glucomannan, fiber, any of that. And fun fact, I also tried that as a trick back in the day, and it was on Dr. Oz. Did you ever see it on Dr. Oz, Melanie? I didn't see it on Dr. Oz. Oh, I tried everything that was on Dr. Oz, but he was like, here's the number one trick to... Glucomannan, and I'm like, you know, went out and bought it just like the rest of America, you know, because everything would be all sold out. I used to cook with it. Did you? Ugh. As a thickener? Yeah. So you could, 
Oh my goodness. I used to get the powder and if you mixed it up with, what would I mix it up with? Like I would make this really, really, oh, I would get like low carb Atkins chocolate milkshake things. And if you added the glucomannan, it made it into this really thick pudding. Good times. (laughs) And it would sit in my stomach for day. Like I'd be like, oh, It could actually literally hurt you. Like glucomannan could actually clog you up in a way that is dangerous. This is not something I would recommend for anybody to do because it really could be dangerous in your digestive system. Like I remember hearing about that later after Dr. Oz was like, try this. Then people are like, oh, maybe don't try that. (laughs) I remember being shocked. Like I would mix it in with the stuff and it would get really thick and then I would usually eat it right away. But if you let it sit a little bit longer and come back to it, it would be like, it would just perpetually thicken. And it's like, oh, oh gosh. But you definitely don't want that during the fast. I mean, 100% not during the fast. But I also wouldn't do it during your eating window because I think it also binds with nutrients and keeps your body from, I mean, that sounds like a really fast way if you're using it in your eating window to like nutrient deficiencies, because we really want to be nourishing our body with good food. So I would take that glucomannan and throw it away. You don't want to try that. Now, I want to have a little note about this 45-hour fast where you're opening your window at 6 p.m. I actually don't recommend that. If and when you get to reading Fast, Feast, Repeat, I want you to go to the alternate day fasting chapter and read the part about having an up day after a down day. And you need to open your window on the up day after a longer fast so that you have enough time to have an up day, which would be at least two meals in a window of at least six to eight hours. 12 is even fine. An update, when they did the research on alternate day fasting, there was no restriction on the updates. People would get up in the morning and eat whenever they felt like and eat the whole day. So if you're opening your window at 6 p.m., you're definitely not going to have time to do an update after 6 p.m. So I would always do shorter, you know, 36 to 42 is really a better length because then you have time to fit in an update after that. So I think I got it all. Body's still adjusting. Glucomannan in the trash. You need an update. Boom. Perfect. Shall we go on to our next question? Yes. This is from Rebecca, and the subject is less frequent bowel movements, question mark, LOL, sorry. (laughs) I had to read the whole thing. I love that, Rebecca. All right. Rebecca says, hi, Jen and Melanie. First, I want to say that I'm so, so grateful I found you ladies in November of 2018. You both completely changed my life. After struggling with weight gain and binge eating for years and all of the mental struggles that go along with these issues, I started IF, lost about 65 pounds, and have kept it off with ease. I've often seen many non-scale victories, chronic pain from a foot injury decreased, skin tags fell off, mental clarity throughout the day, don't think about food constantly anymore, mental health has improved, etc. However, I noticed one odd thing that has been consistent throughout these last two and a half years. There's no easy way to say this, so I'm sorry to be blunt, LOL, but I don't poop as much as I used to. Before starting IF, I used to have a daily bowel movement without fail, but ever since I started fasting, I would say I average one bowel movement every three to four days. I don't feel constipated or uncomfortable or in pain, but it worries me that I don't have a daily poo anymore. Again, sorry for the awkward topic. So my question to you ladies is, why the heck is this happening? Is this okay slash normal? 
Is there anything you can recommend to do or to take to help me become a bit more regular? Any info or suggestions you provide will be greatly appreciated. Some background, I'm 28, eat mainly whole foods, but I'm not super strict because of my binge eating habits in the past and walk about four miles daily. I usually follow a 24 fasting pattern and start eating at 7 to 8 p.m. at night. I'm a total night owl like you, Melanie. Wolves unite. Sleep chronotype quiz reference. I love that, by the way. That's just me talking. She continues to say, I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing your thoughts about this. Thank you both so much for everything. You're truly making this world a better place. Love from Boston, Rebecca. That's the second question to say that, Melanie. That may have given me the, the chills. About making the world a better place? Yes. Yes. That is that is the same thing that Jennifer said. And now Rebecca said it. I'm feeling... It's not on purpose. What? I said it was not on purpose. I'm like, we are making the world a better place on purpose. And I've, I've been, then I got what you meant. Yeah. I love the sleep chronotype quiz reference as well. Although I am a dolphin, like I said before. You have now figured out that you're a dolphin. Yes, I am. We talked about this. Dr. Michael Bruce's The Power of Win. I'm still a lion. Still a lion. Yep. And I'm a Leo. Yep. So... And for listeners, the, the lion's the early riser, the wolf is the like late night, wake up late, and the dolphin is just the restless insomniac that <laughs> can never sleep. I was thinking about this this morning. All of my biohacking hacks for my sleep, they really work. Like I sleep like eight or nine hours every night and I pretty much sleep straight through. Well, then I, it doesn't sound like a dolphin to me. Well, it's all of the biohacking stuff. I am definitely a dolphin. Like... I would not be sleeping if I hadn't really, you know, attacked it. Because obviously, like with his book, he provides tools and tips and tricks, you know, to take charge of it. But even if you fix it, it's not like you change your chronotype. Okay. So naturally, you would have insomnia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But all the light and all the... Because normally, the dolphins are like super sensitive to like everything. So they're like not sleeping and then, you know, they're not with like the mental stuff, like they're just much more likely to respond to everything that would make them not sleep. So I've just really, my point is the stuff works. That's why I talk about it all the time. I might be a lion riding on a dolphin. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I didn't have trouble with insomnia really until menopause. I, I, think, I think I told you like the quiz that you take, if you're a dolphin, it'll identify you right. Yeah, I'm not a dolphin. <laughs> Like it asks all these questions like about rumination and like sleeping on planes. Like, can you sleep on airplanes? No. Maybe take the quiz. I'm curious. I've taken it before. Oh, you have? Yeah. And it said lion. Okay. But I could take it again. I wonder if it changed at all with menopause. He says you do change throughout life. I did take it in the fall. Oh, when you were still in menopause? Yeah. Okay. You probably are. He said menopause is when most people become lions or dolphins. So maybe you became a more dolphiny lion. So I've said I'm a lion riding on a dolphin. <laughs> I don't remember what kids are, like babies, but teens are wolves usually. And then adults are like bears slash your natural chronotype. And then, yeah. Teenagers, definitely. I mean, it's it's been amazing as a mother to watch both my boys go through that change. They really do stay awake like all the time at night, but then want to sleep all day just naturally. And then they stop doing it naturally. When they get older, it's been, it's been fun. Like Will gets up early like a normal person now. And so does Cal. Oh, wow. I can never get up early. Oh, I was talking with 
one of my friends the other day on Voxer. Do you ever use Voxer? No, I don't know anything about it. It's like a voice app. And he sent me a Vox at like 8 a.m. And he was like talking. And then he was like, what am I going to do now? He's like, oh, maybe I'll take like a nap. And I'm like cracking up. I was like, I don't understand. How can you, like, how early did you have to get up if you can take a nap at 8 a.m.? Like, this blows my mind. Like, if I was up at 8 a.m., I don't remember the last time I was up at 8 a.m. I've already been up for a while by 8 a.m. What? I can't imagine the last time I slept till 8 a.m. <gasps> like, even even like when I would go to the beach with friends and we would stay out really late and I wouldn't get to sleep till like 2 a.m. I mean, this is like recently. I still wake up at 6, 6.30 a.m. Oh, my gosh. If I am up at 6, it's because I didn't go to bed. And if I was up at 8, I would be so proud, so proud of myself. If I'm up at six, it's a day that ends in day. (laughs) Wait, if you're... It's a day of the week that ends in day. That's all the days. I always wake up early. Yeah. Did not follow that. I was like, does that mean it's still daylight when you go to bed? Like it's daylight when you wake up? No. Good times. So for Rebecca's question, this is a really great question. And it's something that I see a lot perusing the carnivore Facebook groups, which I'm not currently carnivore. I do know that when I did my carnivore-ish thing for a while, where I was basically just eating meat and coconut oil, I have no idea, you know, how often I was having bowel movements. And that's really a little bit shocking for me to reflect on now. And I just realized I'm talking about my bowel movements to like all the people listening, but that's okay. Now I am wanting things to be flowing and, you know, it's a concern of mine. And so it's weird for me to think that there was a time when I didn't even think about it. And it seems to be a very common thing, like I said, in the carnivore world, because people are doing, I mean, there's no fiber. And the question, and I'm not saying that they are the go-to authority on this, but a lot of people have healed themselves their digestive issues with like a carnivore diet. I'm not suggesting a carnivore diet. I'm just using this to explain my answer. The question that they usually ask themselves are, do you feel constipated or do you feel uncomfortable or do you just feel normal, but you're not having, you know, daily bowel movements? And Usually like 70% of the time, the people in those groups say that they feel completely normal, but they're not having bowel movements. But then like 30% of the time, they say they do feel kind of stuffed up. So I know that's a very casual way of looking at it. Like, do I feel constipated or do I not? But And I know they say that you're supposed to be having daily bowel movements. But if there are people not having daily bowel movements, free of health issues and feeling fine, it's hard for me to say that their gut state isn't a quote healthy one or that that's a problem. Like it's really hard to know. And I think we are so in the infancy still of the gut microbiome and there's so many intense polarizing ideas about it, especially when you look at the carnivore side versus like the very plant-based side. And then, you know, what gut bacteria signify a healthy digestive state and what does it all mean? Basically, it's just really, really hard to know. So, and and then that was a carnivore example, but in the fasting world, I think people do experience this as well. My suggestion is the question that you already asked. So do you feel constipated or uncomfortable? If you do, then hands down, I would look at addressing it. If you don't, I would leave it up to you. If you're not stressing about it and you're not feeling unwell, I don't know that I would stress out too much about it. 
Either way, the answer will be the same. So as far as to how to get more bowel movements, if you like. So magnesium is a great thing for that. And actually, I think I didn't do this on purpose, but Bioptimizers is actually a sponsor of today's episode. They make a really awesome magnesium supplement that uses all seven types of magnesium because there's like seven types (laughs) and most of the supplements on the market don't contain all the seven types. Oh, it was so interesting. I take that supplement and when we were recording the newest ad for them, which I th- I think is the ad running on this episode, I asked in my Facebook group for listeners who had used it to provide their testimonials if they liked. And so many people commented, oh my goodness, I was a little bit overwhelmed, um, which was really exciting how it's helping so many people. But a lot of people find that really helps their bowel movements. If that magnesium doesn't, there are magnesiums that have even more of a laxative effect. So the natural... Like citrate. Magnesium citrate. I like the Pure Encapsulations brand. That works really well. Natural Calm, it's magnesium. I forget which form is in that, but that works. I think that one's also citrate. I thought it was, but I actually don't think it is. Wait, let me check. So it says magnesium citrate on part of the bottle, like on part of the listing. I'm on Amazon. (laughs) It says magnesium citrate is better absorbed by your body than magnesium oxide. But then when you go to the ingredient list, it says magnesium as magnesium carbonate. That is so confusing. Yeah, that must be just how it's created. I don't know. But magnesium carbonate is different than magnesium citrate. You know, I'm married to a chemist. He could probably explain what that why it's not, but I don't know. I would guess. Well, in any case, I find that it works really well, especially because you make it as a drink. And so in addition to the magnesium, you're getting like all the liquid with it. If you really want a magnesium that will just have a laxative effect. It's really not going to give you any of the health benefits of magnesium besides the laxative effect. Magnesium oxide, I think is what it is, but the specific brand is MAG007. That is kind of like the last, (laughs) like if you just need to pull out all the stops. The thing about magnesium is the reason I like it for bowel movements is it's not habit forming. It's not going to injure your intestines or anything like that. It really just keeps things moving through. GI docs will often prescribe laxatives like... Like X-lax? I don't know. Yeah, there's like a lot of ones that you can get over the counter. And like, I just don't see any reason to do those because magnesium will give you the exact same result. Other things that can help, vitamin C also has a laxative effect. And then... There are other types of laxatives that actually work by a stimulant mechanism. So that's things like Senna and Cascara, but I don't really recommend those because there's debates as to whether or not they can be habit forming. So I would really go the the magnesium route and or addressing the food choices. So she says that she's eating, you know, mostly whole foods. The reason I actually first Because listeners know I often follow a really high-protein, low-fat, high-fruit diet. Honestly, the reason I first got allured with the high-fruit part of it was that I found that it really did just keep things flowing. So playing with your food choices also will... I mean, obviously, going to supplements is the last thing I actually want to do. Like Ultimately, I think it would be the best to address it through food choices. So playing around with what you're eating can have different effects as well. That was a really long answer. Jen? Did I tell you that I finally switched to Bioptimizer's magnesium? Yes. How is it going? I'm really enjoying it. 
Yay. How many do you take each night? Two. Yeah. Do you find it helps your sleep? Yes. Yes. And, you know, the reason I think that I, I struggled with it is because it actually, it took me a couple nights for me to to get that effect, like with their magnesium. Like the first night I didn't sleep very well, and the second night I didn't sleep very well. And I'm like, I am going to try this again because the magnesium I had been using for so long, like way before even we'd met Bioptimizers, like the one I'd been using since like 2014, I think they changed their formulation. I heard from someone that they had. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that might be what's happening. And then I was at the beach and I didn't have it with me. And so I grabbed like a cheap one just at Target because I was at Target and took just an over-the-counter cheap Target brand and slept better. And like, there is something wrong with my magnesium. That is true. So then I got back home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this by optimizers. Like I said, the first couple of nights, it might have taken a while for it to build up for whatever reason because it's all those different types. So I don't know. Since then, it's been great. So I'm officially using it. Anyway, it's only taken me this long. But, you know, when I find something that works, you don't want to change it until it stopped working. But again, I think they changed my old one. Anyhow, I have a one-word answer for helping with constipation. And that word is beans. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Beans would kill me. If I were to eat beans... I would be so constipated. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, you know, I recently have started, I told you I was like making dried beans now. Did I tell you that? I got all these fancy beans and I'm like soaking them and making them in the, I have the pampered chef version of the Instant Pot, which is amazing. So I'm, I'll make my beans in there in the pressure cooker. Wait, what is the pampered chef version special about the Instant Pot? Well, it's the only one I have. I don't have, I've never used the Instant Pot. So I don't know how they compare. Oh, it's like it's not the Instant Pot brand. Right. I don't have the Instant Pot, but I have the Pampered Chef version pressure cooker. Similar idea, but it's not an Instant Pot. It's the Pampered Chef quick cooker. Anyway, long story short, I I want to like, you know, Kleenex. You just say Kleenex. I guess you just say Instant Pot now, right? (laughs) Even though that's not the one I have. Anyway, so... When I eat a lot of beans, like I go to the bathroom, like good ones. Okay, that there's way too much information. Sorry. But mul- multiple times in one day, <laughs> like in a good way. It would be so funny if we were doing this podcast in front of the audience. Like if we could see the audience. Yeah. <laughs> would they be horrified? Sorry. I don't know. I just don't know how much I would be saying all of this. I know. That's tr- I probably would. I've- I probably would. No, I would. You know, I'm at the point where... <laughs> We were trying to figure out today how many millions of downloads we've had of this podcast. We were based on, you know, like we knew it was 7 million at one. Anyway, and I'm like, so now, you know, it's fine. Millions of people know that feed Jen beans and she's going to be going to the bathroom a lot, but in a good way. You know, when you're going to the bathroom the right amount, it just feels good. That's all I'm going to say. Actually, can I do a public service announcement since we're talking about this? Sure. I will say for anybody, if they ever just find like they're at this place of constipation, of misery, and like, and that nothing is going to change, getting a colonic can be so, so helpful. And the reason this is a, a public service announcement is don't do the closed system because if you go to the closed system and have a bad experience, you're going to write off colonics, but the open system is a game changer. That's my public service announcement. So find an open system. Okay, I would like you to guess, is Jen ever going to have a colonic? Yes or no? Audience, go ahead and make your guess before Melanie makes hers. 
And now register your guess. And now, Melanie, make your guess. No. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, it feels so good. Not doing it. Sorry. Not doing it. I told you about how I interviewed that woman in her 70s, right? Did I tell you that? No. Dr. Anne Louise Gittleman. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that. I didn't know she was in her 70s. Maybe she, I forgot. She is wise and older and <laughs> is a multiple New York Times bestseller. On the interview that I did recently with her, she mentions colonics in her book, and I asked them about her, and she said that she thinks they are one of the key factors in her longevity. And that made me so happy. Well, good. I'm glad that she has a system in her home. I am so jealous. Well, you can go right from that to your cold shower. And <laughs> oh, again, good times. I did want to add something. And you said it, you touched on it, but I want to reiterate what you said, or should I just say iterate? That <laughs> I'm going to reiterate that, Rebecca, if you feel good, that is a good sign. I genuinely believe that if you don't feel uncomfortable, you feel good, then you know, as long as you're feeling good, that's a sign that things are working well. That's what I think. Our body lets us know when things are not by sending us the feelings. I agree with that. I thought of one other thing. You can also try coffee enemas if you like. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> Those can be game changers for a lot of people. They actually, their main thing is not for bowel movements. It's more for liver detox. I'm going to put coffee in the, the mouth. <laughs> Send it down that way. It can then just do what it does on its way through. <laughs> They're actually pretty easy to do once you start doing them. All right. I'll believe that. Just like I'm going to grind my own wheat and make some beans. <laughs> Maybe I'll make cheese if I really want to go crazy. <laughs> Make the cheddar cheese. No, I don't I don't have time for that. If we ever meet in person, we can make cheddar cheese together. Well, okay. That would be fun. That could be a fun time. <laughs> okay. Do you think we sufficiently answered Rebecca's question? And then more. I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have a question from Jill. The subject is brand new to IF world. And Jill says, good afternoon. I am brand new to the IF world, actually just beginning my second week. I began listening to your podcast on iHeartRadio and I'm on episode 14. I'm currently reading Fast Feast Repeat and it is extremely helpful. I'm doing the one meal a day, 24 or 21.3. I have adjusted well despite not having my stevia and creamer filled coffee. For the past several years, I have taken over-the-counter sleep aids nightly, Zequil, I think it's just Zequil, Zequil, or Unisum. Will taking this medication at the end of my feeding window cause any unwanted delay in my fasting window? And I just have to say something that's really exciting that I just noticed by looking at Jill's email address. She's in the government. Well, she's from Greenwood, South Carolina, which is where <laughs> where my mother grew up, and my my brother lives there now. It's like home. Anyway, like old family home. I never lived there, but I always visited. I was always there for holidays. So hello, Jill. I feel like we're neighbors. And also my parents are, my, my dad is from 96 South Carolina, which is right down the road. Nice. Small world. Yep. I just got excited because I saw that she was from Greenwood. 
All right. So, Jill, I'm so glad that you are finding Fast Feast Repeat to be helpful. Now, I have two things I want to say. The first, I'm going to say taking something at right before bed. Let's just say random anything. Is taking something at bedtime going to break your fast? Here is my universal advice for that. If you have an evening eating window, let's say like I'm, I'll use myself as an example. I usually close my window by about 7 p.m. these days, usually. So I'm not eating after 7 p.m. And then let's say I go to bed at 10 because it's summer and it's still light at 9 o'clock and I can't go to bed when it's light outside. So I'm making myself stay awake till it's dark. So it's 10 o'clock. I take my magnesium at that time, even though my eating window is closed, and I don't even concern myself with what's in it or whether it breaks the fast. Why is that? It's because I am not deeply into the fasted state by that point since I, it's been like three hours since I closed my window. So a little medication at that point is not, and then I'm going to bed. So even if it was something that broke the fast, I'm not deeply into the fasted state yet anyway. I feel like it would be different taking something at hour 18 of the fast, for example, would be more likely to disrupt your fast than taking something before you're really even in the fasted state. So keep that in mind. Now let's talk about taking Zequel or Unisom long-term. I don't think that's recommended. I know that you know, sleep is really important, but I don't think that you want to take those long-term for sleep. I would try to find something else. Go back to magnesium that we were just talking about before. Magnesium helps a lot of people get a good night's sleep, and it's essential nutrient. Some of those like may have, for example, Benadryl, whatever that ingredient is. I can't remember. Whatever's in Benadryl is often an ingredient in these sleep aids, like Tylenol PM or whatever. It's an antihistamine. That actually is linked to, to weight gain over time, taking a lot of that. So I would absolutely not, if, if I could help it, rely on some of those over-the-counter sleep aids. And instead, I would try a magnesium approach and also really work on getting your bedroom just ideal for sleep, You know, making it dark, getting the pets out of there, things like that. Yeah, I think you really nailed it. And I forgot that this question was in the lineup, but I agree about not taking the sleep aids every single night. I, now I was just thinking more about, you know, what has been the thing that has made my sleep, you know, made me be able to sleep so well. It's definitely the magnesium. It's the feels CBD. I, I really think that has just, I don't want to say it changed me as a person, but it taking it consistently really, really, I think modulated my cannabinoid system and got rid of a baseline level of underlying chronic stress that I had. The cool thing about CBD, and they are not a sponsor on today's show, but they do sponsor shows, is most people experience a reverse tolerance effect. So what I mean by that is you often need less the longer you take it. It's not like something like caffeine where you need more and more. It's just because it's like modulating your cannabinoid system. So I would maybe try that, try feels. And our, our code for them, since they're not a sponsor, is it's 50% off, which is crazy. So that's feels.com slash ifpodcast with the coupon code ifpodcast. The magnesium, Jen just touched on it, but you know, making sure your sleep environment is very conducive to sleep. So the blackout curtains, oh, game changers, blue light blocking glasses before bed. We love blue blocks. The coupon code I have podcast will get you 15% off at Blue Blocks. I use those every single night of my life. I love their sleep remedy mask. 
that also completely blocks out. It's amazing because you can completely open your eyes when you're wearing it and not even really realize. Like it makes everything look really dark. It's amazing. That's at Blue Blocks. And working on just your your mental health and your stress. So gratitude journals, turning off social media before bed. There's a lot. And I'm telling you, I am a like insomnia is in my core. <laughs> and this stuff really works when you really commit to it and keep going. And 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 the great thing, the fun bonus of all of that is then you can have why do you say it? Zequil? 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 It's like NyQuil. Night, yes. I'm getting confused seeing the Z, Z, Z in a row. But yes, it is. It's the ingredient that's in Benadryl, which is diphenhydramine, I think is how you say it. Yeah, I didn't even try to say that one. <laughs> the great thing is, because I went through a period where I was taking that every night. This was a long time ago. I still keep it in my back pocket. Like, it's in my counter. Do you know why I don't take it? Why? Because I'm one of those people that it does the opposite. Right, right. Makes you awake. My ADHD brain, that's very linked to people with an ADHD brain, it does the opposite. It makes me wired. Yeah, that's crazy to me. So it, especially if I haven't been taking it, it knocks me out. Like, I love the relationship that I have with it right now because I'm not using it every night. It's rare that I use it. But if ever there's a night where for some reason, usually if I have to be up really, really early for something, and I'm like, I'm just not going to. Like the anxiety of having to get up early and like trying to fall asleep earlier is not going to happen. Then I just pull out a Benadryl. I don't do the Zequel. I do just Benadryl and it will knock me out. And it's really wonderful. That's, that's what I think is really fabulous to have, you know, modern medications because when you're not using them chronically, they can be pretty amazing when you need them or like with pain medication, same thing. You know, if you've had something where you're in a massive amount of pain and you need pain medication, there's definitely a time and place for that. And it's wonderful that we have access to that. It's when they're way into our lives chronically that they can become addictive and no longer offer all of the benefits to make up for the side effects of being on them chronically. And I get it. If you're having trouble sleeping, that you're just desperate to find something. And, and it's easy. They're over the counter. They work. And so, well, except for me, because <laughs> my brain is crazy. But, you know, I, I, I get, you know, the attraction to them. Yep. 100%. So, so I know she was asking about it for the fast, which you answered. I think there's a bigger thing there that she possibly can benefit from. Yes, I think so too. So I'm, I'm glad she asked about it. Me too. All right. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. So a few things for listeners before we go, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com if you would like to submit your own questions, or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. These show notes will be at ifpodcast.com slash episode 220. There will be a full transcript in those show notes. So you can definitely check that out. And we'll also put links to everything that we mentioned, all of those links and discounts and all of that stuff. And you can follow us on Instagram. We are I have podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon. Jen is Jen Stevens. And I think that's everything. Did you see my most recent reel, Jen? I'm not sure. What was it about? It was my ideal dating list. Oh, I did see that. Yep. I did. I was thinking about that. I've <laughs> a lot of people have been messaging me about that. Trying to find you a man? Yes. <laughs> good times but yes i love instagram so follow us on instagram oh and you can get all the stuff that we like at ifpodcast.com slash stuff we like 
All right. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. Anything from you, Jen, before we go? Nope. I think that's it. Don't buy fake books on Amazon. That's all. Yes. Oh, and Ian, if a listener has ever made cheddar cheese, will they please write in and tell me about it? Awesome. Yes. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember that everything discussed on the show is not medical advice. We're not doctors. You can also check out our other podcasts, Intermittent Fasting Stories and the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.